0: All right, Bruce. Well, I think everything's ready. Uh, everybody seems to be doing pretty good. I mean, this is, a, this is an important gala that you've been in charge of. As you can see, all the
1: fine people here, uh, we have waiters and waitresses walking around with food, yeah, like tater tots. Thing. But what are you doing, though? I mean, you just seem to be standing here watching everyone do it. Well, I'm just I'm managing and I'm making sure that everything's going well. That's what the person in charge does, you know. You make sure that everyone is happy and everyone looks pretty. Okay. And what about
0: that surf- that child over there? That's I mean, you haven't even helped them. Go. Okay. Well, here. Uh, go, go, go. See if they need anything. They, they they don't even have food. They're probably hungry. Go. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: hello, child. Uh. I'm running this whole thing. Uh, are you happy right now? Mm. <laughs> oh, good. Um, hey, uh, hold on. Waiter, over here. Here, give me that plate. Thank you. Okay, um, would you... Uh, here, ha- try a uh, chicken nugget. Mmm. Bruce, what are you doing? That, that tray has alcohol. <laughs> you can't give that to a child. Well, he shouldn't be drinking it. I, I, I was only yeah, offering why him the, you give the him chicken that? nuggets. He's drinking alcohol. Oh, my gosh. He's oh, my gosh. He looks green. Uh, he might oh. throw up. Ch- well, check on him. Oh, no! oh. <laughs> Ew, look at that gross. Oh, my gosh. I think I'm going to throw. <laughs> sir, sir. Are, are you OK? Mm.
2: Uh, Yoda, I am. <gasps> Enjoy,
3: Enjoy your, your stay, stay at Cloud City, City Casino. Casino. Hey, what have we here? I suggest a new strategy. You truly belong here with us fun Cloud. Don't
2: get excited.
1: Welcome scoundrels to Cloud City Casino. I am your podcast liaison officer. That's three words in my title now. Podcast liaison officer. And, as always, we have our administrator of this facility, Michael Morris. Michael, how are you doing today?
0: You know, I'm doing fantastic, and I I like that you're you're still getting used to your title. Podcast liaison officer. That's P-L-O.
1: That's what I'm, I'm Plo. (laughs) Plo Yeah, we don't,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know what, that's what I was going for.
1: That's it. Now we know what Plo means. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was the uh, the podcast liaison officer of the <laughs> the Jedi. So there you go.
1: I never even knew the Jedi had a podcast. Yeah,
0: that's why do you think they had such a nice looking room with uh, great acoustics and everything, and you know, sort of in, in the center, they did. Uh, they actually did a podcast. They did uh, weekly reviews of the Clone Wars. So
1: the Jedi Council, they sat in a circle. That's the Jedi roundtable. Yeah, podcast.
0: Exactly. I mean, what else would they be doing?
1: Well, that's true, <laughs> and that's why Anakin wasn't an, was too old.
0: No, well, he well he was actually mad because you know they wouldn't grant him the rank of master, therefore he couldn't actually be on the podcast. That that was that was the one thing that actually caused Order sixty six was them not letting him be on the podcast.
1: See, that was Anakin's problem. He. Mm-hmm. Felt important to be a master when he could have been a plow
0: he could have been a or or just you know just feature him on on the podcast that's i i feel like that um it's not that hard
1: that's true because what you can do is have a podcast like we're doing right now the two of us and we can always bring a third person in every once in a while
0: let's do that right now
1: okay so i'm just gonna randomly think of someone okay. from the top of my head so this podcast let's see what we do we focus a lot on uh, gaming uh and, and just fandom in general uh collecting
0: that's a we good one start there
1: yeah yeah collecting so who there's got to be somebody who's a big collector mm-hmm. of star wars stuff right we're just talking star wars so yeah but
0: don't don't I, go steve stan sweet that guy can get a little nuts
1: let's let's stay more maybe midwest
0: That sound. you know what let's do that how about um, Eric Pfeiffer? That sounds great. All right, m- make it happen. Use, D- use your polo skills. Okay. I'm going to call him through the force. Eric.
1: Eric, are you out there somewhere? Eric.
3: Do I have to go to the Dagobah system?
1: <gasps> you do not have to go to Dagobah system. You come to Bespin, to Clad City Casino.
3: Ooh! Look at okay. that, Mike.
1: It worked. He's here.
3: <laughs> awesome. You know, Everyone, I felt the tremor a tremor through the force. I knew someone was calling me.
1: Well, it's that special Jedi skill that we have. So I'm glad you can join us, Eric. This is so cool. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Thank you for having me.
1: Because you really do have a collection, don't
3: you? <laughs> uh you you could call it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you too. That's
0: we didn't just make that up, right? Thanks, Bruce. Good job. <laughs> no, you. Ha- so you have the largest collection in the Midwest. Is that correct?
3: Well, it's one of the largest. Okay. Um, uh, you, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Duncan Jenkins. He's a. He lives in the Kansas City area. He's a, he has a uh, very massive collection. Um, uh, you know, I don't have a number ranking as far as where mine ranks among you know, top collectors, but it is, it is a very large collection. So, uh, I I tell people it's one of the largest in the Midwest. Okay. So
1: Duncan could have a collection as big, if not bigger than yours. Oh, his
3: is bigger than mine. I'm sure.
1: Okay. So it was nice having you on Eric. (laughs) Duncan.
3: I'm just kidding. Hey, you know what,
1: Eric, I just want to point something out that I forgot to mention earlier and I want you to, you know, be privy to this great information. Okay. There's 317 days till Rogue One. Oh. So you have a lot of shopping to do between now and
3: then. Well, you know, the Force Awakens merchandise that was released is just, it's killing me. There's so much of it. And it'll be interesting to see how much Rogue One does, you know, as far as their merchandise. Um, Now with Disney owning it, I'm sure there's going to be a ton.
0: Yeah, and and, and with them pushing back... um episode eight i keep always wanting to i'm like wait what's it called again oh yeah it doesn't have a name yet with them pushing episode eight back i think we're probably going to be getting a lot more merchandise for rogue
3: one you know it's very similar with when the phantom menace came out there was all this hype with oh new star wars more star wars is coming we finally have a new movie and so there was a lot of time for you know the hype to build and and merchandise was being planned and all this and uh, you know, we finally get the movie, and we get Force Friday and Star Wars stuff sitting shelves like crazy. And uh, you know, it's it's it'll be interesting to see if actually Rogue One, because I mean, it, it's going to be this it's a, it's going to be the first anthology, but I'm not quite sure if it'll have the same type of hype that the Force Awakens did. You know.
0: Well, I, one thing I will say, because I, I up until just today I would have said the same thing, but apparently Fandango did a, a little thing of uh, like a little poll asking, "Hey, mm-hmm. what's what are you most anticipating for 2016?" And Rogue One was the number one anticipated film.
3: Wow, that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'm excited about it. I you know I want I'm all about. Uh, you know, new fans, new people, really getting into Star Wars, and this one was one that I'm like, I'm excited about it. I don't know how everyone else is gonna feel. I don't know if it's gonna be as big, but uh, people seem to be, you know, pumped. Pumped enough, at least that uh, th- it made number one on on Fandango's little poll for most anticipated. So, Pretty well, excited. absolutely,
3: and you know, merchandising is a huge moneymaker for Disney and for Lucasfilm. So mm-hmm. you know that. Action figures are gonna be stocked up on the shelves, you know, months before Rogue One. We've got Rebels figures coming out. We've got all sorts of waves of the Force Awakens, so there's no shortage of merchandise that's gonna be hitting the store, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's
1: And you will certainly be there buying
3: it. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I was, I was uh, number one in line for my Force Friday midnight event, so you, you, you better believe that I'll be out there looking for stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I, I heard about that. So Bruce and I showed up, we showed up, what, an hour for hours? Or an hour uh, beforehand for hours? It, we, we got there at 10, and it, yeah, so we were there two hours before. Oh, two hours, okay. Yeah. So, but now this is great, because I actually already know, Eric, how early did you get there? <laughs>
3: I was at my Toys R Us at 9 a.m. in the morning.
0: <laughs> what? <Yep>.
3: Whoa! <laughs> I yep. love and it I so much. My, <laughs> I set my uh, my backpack out in front of the the store, and they hadn't. I mean, they were setting up, um, you know, line queue areas. You know, after I got there, so um, I was number one in line, and I I got uh, the Allegiance book that came out. So I sat there and read about 150 pages in that while I was waiting. But you know, I was I was way early. I was way early. The second person didn't show up till about 5 p.m. So I was way early. But I didn't know. You know, I mean, you don't know what it's going to be like. I mean, I've been to other midnight events before. But I mean, with Star Wars stuff, I don't mess around. You know, I gotta. I have a lot on my list that I'm looking to get. So I, I want to make sure that I I'm able to get everything that I want. So okay, you're
1: there at 9 a.m. And this is Target. No, Toys R Us. You said Toys R Us. Yeah. So you're at Toys R Us at 9 a.m. And then. And you packed food, I'm guessing?
3: Um, I brought some food. I had some people drop off some stuff for me. Um, I live in an area where everything's basically in walking distance. I drive to a Toys R Us that's five minutes from my house, literally. And uh, there's a Chipotle near there. There's all sorts of restaurants. I live near a, a big mall called Gurney Mills. so. Um, there's a there's a ton of food places near me, so it ain't it ain't hard to get stuff
1: so so who saved your place in line? Oh, wait, you were the only one in line. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, and it was really hot. It was hot that day. so I'd go inside and I'd you know grab something from the little refrigerator that they have in there to cool off a little bit and look around occasionally check to make sure that nobody snuck in front of my backpack that was holding my place <laughs> outside. so so
1: your backpack held your place outside <laughs> yes. Okay. So then person number two shows up
3: Mm -hmm. and then when did number three come? Probably about a 25 to 30 minutes after number two.
0: Okay. So Mm -hmm. after five o'clock people start. that's so weird. Yeah. That's still, that's still super early though. I mean, yeah, we're still talking about, let's see. So it started at midnight. Um, let me see if I can do my math. Right. So that's, uh, seven hours early for them too. Right. Did I screw that up in math? Um, so, I mean, that's still nuts, man, that even, that they even showed up that early. So, you know... It's, yeah, because we got to Target. The guy, first guy in mm-hmm. line was there at 8, and the second yeah.
1: guy showed up at 9. Mm-hmm. So, so not as really early. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that sounds... You know, 9 a.m. sounds a lot crazier if... Uh, if you don't consider how early the other people got there, you know, that's just basically saying, all right, I got <laughs> to get there early. enough." Especially with those Black Series, you know, they basically had, I don't know how it was at, at your store, but for us, they pretty much had, what, maybe two cases of the Black Series figures? Maybe. It may have just been the one.
3: Yeah. And I know for us, there was, and I'm not even kidding you, one three and three quarter inch Captain Phasma figure in the entire store for Force Friday. Yep. and um, my fiance Savannah, she had the same thing happen to her in Florida at her Toys R Us. There was mm-hmm. one, and luckily she got hers. I got mine. I got the full wave of both Black Series three and or Black Series six inch and th- the three and three quarter inch regular series. So I, you know, I'm I'm lucky, but that's what happens when you get in line at nine a.m. You know, yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> so where is your
1: Captain Phasma?
3: She is on display right now in my action figure room downstairs.
1: Your action figure room. So what room of the house is the action? Is that the dining room,
3: the living room? (laughs) It's a, it's a room that's down in the basement. Um, Uh just, just a separate room. There was, uh, I think the people who used that room before me just used it for storage or something. Um, but the basement's finished. Uh, there's carpeting down there and everything. Um, So I, you know, it's big. I've got action figures hung up on the walls downstairs. Um, You know, they, from floor to ceiling, top to bottom, it's Star Wars action figures. Because your whole
1: house is your collection of Star Wars, right? Yep. Like every room. Yep. So tell us about the, what kind of size house do you have? Is it like two story, one story? I have a two story
3: house with a basement and uh, it's a five bedroom house Um. I've got my rooms include uh the art gallery, the action figure room, um, the convention room, the household room, the autograph room, uh I have a library, a treasure room, a toy room, um, and the basement. The basement's got a couple separate rooms, but the majority of the basement is just kind of, you know, it's there. When you walk down the stairs, I don't have a name for that room, just kind of the basement. <laughs> so, um, but I've I've taken lessons from Steve. You know, I I, I help Steve stand Sweet a couple times a year. I try to anyway out at Rancho Obi Wan, and he's been a, a big inspiration for me uh, with my collection. And so, talking with him and visiting his collection and just kind of taking notes on the way that he displays his stuff and what he names his certain rooms. You know, I, I have a treasure room which I took directly from. Rancher Obi Wan. He's got a treasure room in there as well. What, so, what is
1: a treasure room? I'm not familiar with that.
3: The treasure room for me in in my collection is a room that's dedicated to higher end items, um, gentle Giant busts, sideshow pieces, um, vintage figures, um, uh, Force FX lightsabers. Uh, I've got a couple screen used items in that collect in that uh, in that room. Um, Kodabukia statues, just things like that.
0: So, what, what kind of screen news stuff do you have? Um, I have some wicket fur.
3: Oh, very uh, cool. Wicket
0: wore, yeah, you know, <laughs> part of his
3: costume. <laughs> um, wow. from 1983.
1: Wait, you get you have his part of his fur. What it was like yes. chopped up. Well, when, when Kylo
0: just, went through killing them all, you know, <laughs> they that that's actually yeah. how they they financed the first order that that uh that selling that <laughs> fur. Went to building the uh, Star Killer base, Bruce.
1: Oh wow! That that's, <laughs> that's really impressive. that's a treasure. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist.
2: <laughs>
3: okay, so, so you've got but some. No, it's fur. just a, it's just a little swatch kind of of his fur. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then I also have uh, it's it's like a panel of the top of Jabba's sail barge from uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh you know, the, the canopy that kind of overhangs where Jabba sits in his barge. Uh mm-hmm. so it's like a it's like a reddish color, but you can see the sand and the sun and the sun had faded this this little swatch as well. Um and that was a that was a gift from Steve Sansweet for uh one of my birthdays. Oh very so. cool. Now did Oh he- so
1: wait, if we let him know it's our birthday, he'll send <laughs> us stuff like
0: that.
3: Yeah, that's the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like that.
0: Now did he have to barter with Jawas for that or
3: Actually, you know, the way that he got that, um I guess Dave Filoni somehow came across a bunch of a bunch of these panels of the Sail Barge and he's like, I don't know what to do with these, so he gave them to <laughs> Sandstreet because he knew that Sandstreet would want them. And so I was out there at the time helping work on the collection and work on a book with him and uh he just cut up part of it and put it inside a uh, birthday card and voila, I'm in like that was like the greatest birthday gift ever. That is so, really cool. Yeah,
0: because yeah, because yeah, especially because it's not just oh hey, this was on the film and it came from Steve Sansweet. And uh, one thing because I always have to kind of remember, uh, you know, we're getting so many new listeners, and with the uh, the film being out right now, there's so many new people coming in. So anyone who doesn't know, Steve Sansweet has actually has the largest uh, collection in the world. He's actually in uh, the Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, prior to that, he was the one who was in charge of the Star Wars Fan Club. So uh, huge, huge collection. So, so that that is an honor itself. But then for it to actually go through Dave Filoni as well makes that a really awesome piece.
3: Yeah, it's one of my favorites, and it's in a it's in a prime location. Um, it's kind of like on the on the in the middle of the wall when you first walk into the room. So okay. Uh, anything else in there really of, of note or? Um, you know, I got I got uh, some vintage um, Don Post uh, masks and things like that that, uh, you know, back from 1977 with uh, the engraving of 20th Century Fox on it. and It's got the date on there. That's pretty cool. It's a C-3PO mask. Um, I've got uh, some Code 3 collectibles like Darth Vader's Tie Advanced in there. Um, and I don't know why this is in there. I just put it on top of a shelf, but it's a Darth Maul Rubik's Cube. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you know that, that that
0: actually sounds pretty awesome.
3: I like. Yeah. It. Uh, is, that uh, can, a,
1: is that a fan-made thing?
3: No, it's it was actually a licensed item. Um, oh. I think in 1999 they released that or 2000. That's um, fantastic. I never saw that. Now,
0: uh, Bruce, because I'm curious if this is in here, um, Bruce, you'll remember because I know you were there as well at the Rebel Force Radio Party in Anaheim. Yes. You, remember, yes, you remember I remember that. This. Okay. Um, so Steve Stanton was there. And he actually gave Eric his Tarkin uniform.
1: He's the voice of Tarkin. Yes, Clone Wars.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. and Rebels. Um, now, yeah.
3: it, is that in that room as well? That's in a different room. Okay. Um, that one I have in what I call the convention room. Okay. Um, this was a a, a costume that uh, Stephen Stanton. Uh, had custom-made to fit his body, and he wore it, I believe he wore it at a Celebration Long Beach Comic Con, a few of the other uh, conventions, just to kind of promote uh, the Clone Wars. So I have that down in the convention room. It's up on a mannequin right now with a, a picture of uh, Stephen wearing the costume there. And, uh, I mean, that was such an honor. I I can't thank Steven Stanton enough for mm-hmm. for giving me that.
1: Was that a surprise for you, did you know he was going to do that?
3: You know, I, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about this uh, in, a, in a bit, but I have this thing called FiferCon every year, and um, it's just a big party that I have, the you know, have people over to look at my collection and kind of hang out and enjoy each other's company and talk about Star Wars. Um, and I, I try to get celebrities to do promo videos for FiferCon, uh to entice people to want to come. So I reached out to Stephen Stanton and Stephen's agent, and uh, I was talking to them for a little while, and I had sent them pictures of previous Pfeiffercons just so they could sort of look at what Pfeiffercon is in order for them to do this promo video for me and they're like wow you know we we really like your collection it's really amazing we've been thinking about retiring this this uh... uniform that steven has and uh... you know you're a a new and young and up-and-coming collector we'd love to give this to you and i was like are you kidding me like i couldn't <laughs> even believe that you know i was reading that on my phone and i just kind of was like is this real like who just said that you know um... And so I knew it was going to happen, um, and they were just trying to figure out when would be a good time to give it to me. Uh, and we knew that we'd both be out at uh, celebration, and the Rebel Force Radio Party, uh, Rebel Force Radio Party, was perfect. So
0: very cool. Now, now, Truth Time. Have you tried it on? Mm-hmm.
3: I have not. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have not. That would have been
0: like the first I have thing I I wouldn't have even left Anaheim. and be like. Let
3: me at least see if the coat fits. I know, but you know what? This is the way that I am. I -hmm. I like everything that's in my collection to be, you know, mint condition, 100%. Nothing's happened to it. I was even worried about folding it up to get it on the plane on the way home, you know, let alone putting my legs inside its pants, you know? (laughs) Oh, man. So... Yeah, I have not tried that
0: on. <laughs> right. maybe, maybe after we're done, you, you can kind of think it over and be like, well, let
3: me just try. Yeah. Just, just try one I'll piece. I'll send just you just guys see. pictures.
0: <laughs> Excellent. We'll use yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? I we'll think use that on the cover.
1: Uh, don't ever have Michael over
0: because... He'll <laughs> <laughs> be just wearing your stuff to the house.
1: <laughs> why has Michael been in the bathroom so long? What's he doing in there? I'm still getting dressed.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I would, I would never do that. Uh <laughs> I might, I might think about it really hard and think of how cool it would be, but I would, I would never do that. Um, so yeah, so let, let's actually, you know, unless I don't know if you want to talk some more about the um, the rooms, but if you want, we can kind of talk more about PfeifferCon because I do got to say, you know, Duncan Jenkins, you can suck it because I don't think uh, JenkinsCon has quite the ring to it.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, PfeifferCon started when I was twelve years old. Um, and I, and i tell people this too I, I feel like collecting is genetic my grandfather collected stamps he had oh. he he still collects stamps and he's in his 80s and he's still out trying to get all the stamps and he's got the, you know all the stamp sheets or whatever first day issue stuff my he he passed that on to my mother who my mother loved collecting beanie babies and I remember hunting with my mom trying to find the blue elephant in the bumblebee. And, you know, <laughs> she, she loved that stuff. Right. And I enjoyed the hunt, you know. It was, it was cool to try to collect them all. And, uh, and so then now I have it. I, it's just, it's just with Star Wars, you know. So um, since I was five years old, I've been trying to get all the action figures and collect all the Star Wars stuff. And uh, so by the time I got to be 12 years old, I was like, you know what? I have all this Star Wars merchandise. It's amazing. I love it. I would love to just display all of this and invite people over to see it. Now, when I was 12 years old, Pfeiffer Con one, I had basically the neighbors and my family over. Right. <laughs> and uh, you know, this upcoming year is going to be Pfeiffer Con 13, um, and so I obviously have a whole house full of stuff that's on display year round, and I have people who have traveled from. Uh, different states to come see my collection for PfeifferCon, so um, it's it's grown a lot. Awesome, man.
1: Well, I want to go yeah. to the Beanie Baby house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, your mother doesn't have every room Beanie Babies like you do Star Wars, right?
3: No, and in fact, you know, she's kind of gotten out gotten out of collecting Beanie Babies, um, just because there's so many of them. She's got all her original ones still, um, but my mom volunteers with a charity, and so she's been given, a, you know, slowly weeding her way out of. Collecting Beanie Babies. So, what does she it, think of your collection? You know what, my mom is a is a one of my biggest supporters. Um, she she goes to stores and helps me find toys. Um, she'll be like, "Oh, do you have this one? Oh, perfect. Here you go." And I would say, out of anybody on the planet, the person other than me who knows the most about what items I actually have in my collection would be my mom. So, wow, that's yeah, good. she's a she's a big supporter. That's awesome
1: that she's supporting you with this and helping. That's that's really cool. Man, I'm just trying to picture your future. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's like the rate you're going, you would need a whole museum. You would have to have a separate building. I mean, because I, I would think in your mind, you're not ever going to stop. Can you picture a time that you stopped doing this?
3: No, I can't. And um, I I I have thought hard about you know, getting 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 something like Rancho Obi Wan, um, getting a barn or something that I refurbished. Rancho Obi Wan previously was a, a chicken coop that they redid and refurbished, and now there's no windows and and you know the entire thing. There's like 9,000 square feet they have there. And I would love to have something like that. And, uh, you know, dealing, dealing in Illinois, there's a lot of problems that, that could occur with, um, you know, water pipes freezing and bursting, flooding. Uh, you know, in the, in the summer, it gets real hot. So you got to have a dehumidifier. Otherwise, there, you know, things could, could like wrinkle and get all affected by the heat. Um, You know, glossy things stick to glass when it gets real hot. Um, So you just have to kind of be aware of all that stuff. I'd love to move out to somewhere with kind of like a ranch. I'd have a whole separate area for the collection. I've got huskies, and they are, some of them aren't even one years old yet. And so they, you know, they're little puppies that run around, and Mm. huskies have a lot of energy. So you got to puppy-proof the house. Um, You know, so there's a lot of challenges. But, yes, I would love to have a, a giant area and uh my is currently in school right now and uh when she finishes we're gonna get married and you know we'll see where life takes us um we'd love to have a, a whole separate area just for the collection uh separate from our living space but um that's that remains to be seen but hopefully in the future
0: <laughs> you're talking about the huskies now aren't they really bad to shed as well
3: they do shed um so you have yeah, to probably there's, there's dander and so you gotta dust so you have
1: a hard time finding that Ewok fur. Is this Ewok fur? Is this <laughs> shedding?
3: Yeah, yeah. I swear that Ewok fur was up here. Well, no, you- but yeah, they do. They do shed. There's a lot of mm-hmm. vacuuming, a lot of dusting. Um, you know, the main floor. My Huskies don't go down in the basement where there's a lot of Star Wars stuff. And they only go upstairs when they are invited to go upstairs. They know not to go upstairs unless I tell them it's okay. And the doors for the library are closed, the doors for the autograph, art gallery, and household room are closed, so they don't deal with that. The biggest problem is the main floor with the dander on some of the artwork and some of the picture frames and stuff that I have on display.
0: Okay. Yeah, very cool. I know I know it can be a lot of upkeep I uh, right now. I, I don't have my camera on, so you can't see, but I I need to kind of get into doing some shelving and stuff to... Uh, to kind of arrange things because I I know for myself even now that uh, the Force Awakens well even prior to the Force Awakens hitting I'm like oh I'm gonna get this and I'm gonna get this and everything and then uh, Bruce is like I gotta do this too and do this too and making mm-hmm. it worse so I'm I'm running out of room so I know it's it's uh, you know it's a lot of work into to being a collector you know I, I think a lot of people think oh you just buy stuff but there's so much more to it than that
3: there is and. I'm a big fan of trying to get big items you know I like really nice artwork that's big I like mm-hmm. store displays that take up a lot of space I actually have a, a billboard that was up on the side of the road in 2012 from when the Phantom Menace was released in theaters in 3d so uh, that's obviously not on display because it's too massive so right. that's that's folded up in in storage um, but I do like that big stuff it's like You know, when people walk in and they they walk into a specific room or they walk into your house for the first time, you want to have that wow factor, you know, like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I understand that uh, for sure. That's um, which we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit. But I've one of my focuses is I actually like to kind of get some of the exclude, like the store exclusives they do, because I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder to kind of uh, come by. And then, you know, if you have several of them, people are like, oh, okay, that's, you know, this one and that one or whatever. So I, I totally feel you there. Now, Talking about that that BB-8 target display, I'm I'm curious if if you were wanting to try to uh, procure one of those, Eric. Uh,
3: I mean, the general rule of thumb is Mm -hmm. that if it's Star Wars and I don't have it, I want it. Right. Um, and so you know, it's a really it's a really sensitive thing with uh, with store displays Mm -hmm. and promotional items at a lot of these. Big corporations, because supposedly Lucasfilm requires um, evidence of items like that ha- that have been destroyed. They want to see that it's literally in pieces in the trash can. Mm. And I'm not kidding when they say Lucasfilm says, "Let's see, you know, photo evidence that this has happened."
2: Oh wow! Um,
3: sometimes you have to even send them back to Lucasfilm so that Lucasfilm can dispose of them themselves. Yeah. Um, so you know it's it's very uh, it's very challenging to get one of those. I would love mm-hmm. to be able to get one. Uh, my guess is that um, I, I will not end up having one of those in the collection. Mm-hmm. I know there's been a uh, I think there's been some kind of like movement to try to save those right. uh, from right. the fans. Yeah, so. yeah, I
0: know the uh, the BB8 uh, little Facebook group. Um, I can't remember the exact name of that one, but I know on there they were they were kind of passing around a petition for that. And they are so cool that it's just like, why would you why would you destroy that? you know? Yeah. Um, I can understand if they want to sh- ship them back. Hey, maybe um, Lucasfilm can like maybe try to auction them off for UNICEF or something like that. But don't don't destroy them. So yeah, yeah. I was I was just curious if you were maybe trying to, if that was something that you had your uh, sights set on trying to to procure one of those. But like I said, I don't want you to. I don't want to get you in trouble by saying like, oh yeah, I got a guy or something like that, you know, because I'm like, okay, we don't want to,
3: yeah, we don't want to, I
0: don't want to screw other collectors over for stuff, especially something like that, where it's like, it shouldn't be destroyed in the first place, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, hopefully that'll work out and, and something can, can come of that, but those things are so cool. It's, you know, to me and, um. Well, I'm sure both of you guys remember this, but the one item that I would love to have that, you know, just off the top of my head of like, okay, if, if I could have one thing, what would I love to have? And it's the, uh, the Toys R Us Millennium Falcon back from 1995. Yeah. And see, from the way I understand it, those weren't destroyed. Like those people could get a hold of. Um, I, I think they're a little rare, a little harder to get a hold of, but that thing, I remember seeing that as a kid being like, God, oh, I wish I could have that. I want to take that home, you know? and and there's lots of people who have those so I hate yeah that they, now that they used
3: to raffle off a lot of that stuff
0: right right back then and today
3: they destroy everything
0: yeah it's just <laughs> such a shame so do you want to kind of talk about some uh, little collecting one on one for some people who who may not be into it and kind of interested in, in picking some stuff up I, I, I know a lot of times people are like ah oh, you know i'm i i can't get everything or whatever but you know i know there's different focuses and things like that mm-hmm. for people
3: well, first off, I love it when people have focus, you know, a focus mm-hmm. within a collection, um, you know, because it, it makes it a lot easier, especially if you are a completist. And I try to be a completist, but there's just no way with with the subject that I've chosen in Star Wars. There's no way you can collect everything. But um, if you pick a specific character, or um, you know, a specific ship, or a specific time period, or whatever, it might be a lot easier to. Um, you know, obviously, collect a lot, a lot more of the stuff. Um, the other thing too is, it doesn't matter how big your collection is. If your collection makes you happy, that's the biggest thing. I I love to like when I go to when I go to other states or I meet other Star Wars fans, and they say, "Oh, hey, I, you know, I have a collection too." You know, it's nothing like yours and FIFCon and stuff. I'm like, okay, first of all, it doesn't matter. Like, I want to see it. You know, if it makes you happy. Um, you know, we're all we're on the same team here. You know, collectors, and I've noticed this through the years. Collectors aren't trying to best each other. We're trying to help each other out. You know, this is a this is a community, and we're trying to to do things for each other. And if someone's looking for something, um, you know, and I find it, I'd gladly pick it up and and send it to you. Um, and you know, vice versa. So it doesn't matter how big the collection is. If you enjoy it and you enjoy showing people your collection, that's all that really matters um and and that's that's I, I i truly mean that um you know the other thing is too for me i collect anything and everything star wars um so if you you know collecting specific action figures or specific toy lines or specific uh you know i know some people just collect autographs um that's a big thing too a lot of people collect those or or artwork um, you know, spec- picking a specific focus or a specific type of item definitely uh makes things a lot easier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are there any um are, are there any focuses that you're really trying to hit right now or ones that you've really kept up
3: through the years? You know, it's funny you ask that um because I've been collecting for 20 years mm-hmm. and it wasn't until Right before the Force Awakens came out, that I was like, you know what? I'm gonna collect. I'm gonna try to get everything Ray. I'm mm-hmm. gonna try to get everything that has you know Ray as its focus. There's a lot of the Force Awakens stuff that has Ray pictured in an image. Just because Ray is on the image doesn't mean that sh- that that particular item's gonna go in with my Ray focus. Um, but if Ray is the focus of a shirt or a book or a poster. Or you know whatever I'll I'll pick that up. Um, there's just too much to to include everything. But um, I actually decided to pick Ray as my focus. Uh, I'm still collecting everything else too, but I just want to get all the Ray stuff. Right. Um, you know I picked Ray as my focus before the movie was in theaters. And mm-hmm. I don't know why I just had a feeling I was like Ray's gonna be really awesome, yeah. and then after the movie I was like I definitely picked a good one. I can't wait <laughs> to get the rest of the stuff. So yeah, she did. Oh,
0: yeah, okay. yeah, I, I agree with you completely because I've, you know, I, I've been picking up a, a lot more. You know, I was picking some of her stuff up beforehand um, just because I'm like, okay, I want to get this, I want to get that. You know, just kind of all over the board grabbing stuff. But yeah, I've kind of been mm-hmm. very similar just because, yeah, a lot of it was. I'd never seen any of any films besides, um, uh, Gwendolyn Christie's the only one that I had ever seen anything from outside of, of the force awakens going in to see that. And so my only, um, introduction to them was, was seeing them, you know, on, on the couches and stuff, uh, uh up until when, you know, talking about the film and, you know, John Boyega, he was so funny and everything. I'm like, okay, you know, this guy's really making me like him. Uh, and Bruce said the same thing. So, you know, we were really big on John Boyega going into it. And yeah. we're like, okay, if he's going to be kind of like him, then that's probably how it's going to be. And then, of course, you know, um, with Poe, Oscar Isaac, he, you know, he had that cool factor. where He's just kind of hanging out, you know, on the couch, just like, yeah, whatever. And <laughs> But Daisy Ridley, you know, she was like, she's just cute and everything. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, th- I think I'm going to like her. You know she's, and and I say cute not as in like attractiveness, but as in you know she just her personality. Like when she saw the teaser and she's in bed and like watching it and everything, but really. As far as when you see the film, she was the one I was like, oh, my God. Like, she really played a part. You know, the rest of it, like with John Boyega, he's such a goof. And then you see him in the film, and he's kind of a goof. And, you know, I, I felt like a lot of them, it was kind of more of their personalities. But with, with Daisy, Daisy Ridley, you know, I mean, she really took on Ray. And Ray just sort of become this other person. So, I was like, oh, I love this so much. Now I need everything. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and and I know that um, Daisy Ridley before the movie. I mean, she was just like, I hope people like me. I hope people like me. I hope mm-hmm. people like me. She's like the most popular character from the film. Oh yeah. So I, I you know, I cannot wait to see. The direction that her character goes, and mm-hmm. you know, I want I want more Ray information. Let's find out more about Ray. Oh know? yeah! So I'm looking forward to the next couple installments.
0: Well, I tell you what. Uh, so I was last night, and, and I'm sure you probably already have this. Do you have the uh, the Ray Survival Guide? I do. Okay, H- have you cracked it open yet? I flipped through it. I haven't read every word, but um, it's a good read. So w- one of the first pages is, she says something along the lines of, and I was just like, oh, this is very important. Like, this is, this is here purposefully. But the line is something along the, it's something uh, like, uh, you know, I was left here, but I know there's people out there. She doesn't say her family or, or anything, but she says, I know there's people out there um, who will, who will finally make things right or something along those. I was like, yeah, whoa. Like that's the first line of the movie. So I was like, there is a connection right there. So there is, there's there's such a great mystery about her. Are are you leaning one way or the other about maybe her, her lineage or or who her parents may be?
3: You know, when I was watching the movie and um, she was, interacting with Han Solo aboard the Falcon and they were both like finishing each other's sentences on the mm-hmm. Falcon and they knew everything about, you know, the YT freighter and I was like, oh my gosh, she's a Solo, she's a Solo and then as the movie progressed and she's got Anakin's lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber she's yeah. got the Force, she's, um, you know she goes and she meets up with Luke at the end and, and you uh, know, I was like, oh, okay, she's going to be a Skywalker that's yeah. what I think, so... <laughs> yeah we'll see yeah it's uh, i'm
0: excited but but i'm i'm excited for rogue one too so i think that that's going to be interesting i just we need to get some sort of a teaser or something going into yes. this uh, yeah,
1: yeah they need to re- uh, release that teaser they did at celebration they got to get that out
0: yeah but need the full thing uh, need to add more No, No, i know but yeah. at
1: least they have that done that they could at least Tease that out for now, yeah. you know, until they get the other one done. So, Eric, what I'm just curious, it sounds like you like The Force Awakens.
3: <laughs> oh, I love it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know what, being a collector, all these movie theaters, AMC, Regal, all of them, uh, Cinemark, they have all these exclusive, um, you know, uh, promotional things that they have at their theaters. So, I've seen The Force Awakens in theaters 14 times. And a lot of those times, I was going so that I could get whatever exclusive thing they had for that week. Like AMC had four straight weeks on Sundays of exclusive um, posters, Mm -hmm. and there was a different poster every week. And Cinemark had four different uh, variations of 3D glasses, I think beginning in like the end of October, early November they started those, so it was even before the movie came out. And uh, I know Regal had commemorative tickets every week, 500 per theater, uh, per Regal Theater. And you, the only way that you got the commemorative tickets and the posters was if you had bought a IMAX 3D ticket. So mm-hmm. you had to buy the most expensive ticket um, and go to the theater every week. And the closest IMAX AMC to me was about 45 minutes to an hour away. So every Sunday <laughs> I had to drive to that one to get the stinking posters <laughs> <laughs>
0: but well, i mean it's worth it. those, those posters are very cool i'm i'm kicking myself a little bit uh, that i didn't pick them up but i guess there's always ebay
3: yeah i
1: thought you were an amc the- michael i thought you were an amc theater on a sunday one time the so you, when you went to see it in imax so you didn't get a poster then because we went on a saturday Maybe. thinking they would have posters and they said it was going to be sunday Mm -hmm. I don't know probably (laughs) I I probably did it and
0: and I was just like oh the movie was this and I like this part and I like this part and just walk right by the posters because I wasn't thinking (laughs) about it yeah (laughs) it's very so Eric you
1: know as you're talking about oh you know going to this theater and going each week to get the posters and the glasses at this other theater and so on and so forth it almost sounds a bit stressful to me like because you feel like you have to keep up I mean do you stress if you're going to miss a piece of that collection
3: yes I do and it it you know you gotta come to terms with the fact that you can't get everything. Um, you know if if I'm, I'm I don't know if you guys are playing Star Wars Battlefront, um, but I'm playing Star Wars Battlefront, and mm-hmm. you know they have a whole list of appearances. You can change your skin. You know they have a diorama on there where you know if you do certain things, you can uh, g- unlock a character in the diorama. Oh my god, and yeah, and Hero Hunt it, makes that freaking hard. It does, yes. It drives me nuts because I see a number out of another number, and if it's you know, thirteen out of twenty, I'm like, ah, crap. You know, (laughs) I got to get the rest of these. And it's the same way with collecting. If I have three pieces out of a four piece set, it's gonna drive me nuts until I get the fourth piece. Um, You know, I. But you know, there there are certain things that I really like. Star Wars Legos. I have a decent amount of Star Wars Legos. But Mm -hmm. Star Wars Legos are not something that I'm going to, you know, make special trips for, drive an hour to get a specific piece. I mean, it's just, there are just things that you cannot cannot collect everything.
1: And not even drive an hour to get it, but drive that hour worried that you're not going to get it when you get there, that you'll just miss it or something like that. Obviously, since you got to Toys R Us at 9 a.m. in the morning.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And Disney, the Disney parks... The day that The Force Awakens was released, so not not like the, the, the prior day, but the, the 18th, the day that technically it's out, um, the Disney parks, both Disneyland and Disney World, um, combined at the two parks, they produced 500 different, uh, or 500 pins. Um, there were different versions of the pins, but there was 500 of each version. And they had the 500 split up between the two parks. So they had 250 in Florida, 250 in California. And I had seen the movie for the first time in Florida with my fiance because she lives out there. So we were right on Disney property. And I didn't even know about these until like the night before. And I was like, oh man, if I don't get out there <laughs> early and get these these pins, I'm going to be kicking myself for it. And the pins, I mean, they're big pins. Mm-hmm. There like, there's one that was a hundred and some dollars. I had to leave that one. I was like, I can't spend that amount of money. But oh um, yeah, they had a light side and a dark side one, $75 mm-hmm. pins. And, you know, there were only 250 of them in Florida. I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to get these, like, immediately. So there's a big, long line. I saw people with wristbands. We got there a little late. We couldn't find parking. I was like, this is going to suck. But I was able to get them. So, like, whew, crisis averted, you know. But, um, yeah, it is kind of stressful sometimes.
0: Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm sure – and then you also get that uh, adrenaline sometimes too, I'm sure, right?
3: You know – there is, yeah, there is a lot of that, and um, there's nothing like the feeling of searching for a specific thing, and I don't know if you guys have had this problem, but it took me a long time to find the Black Series 6-inch Captain Phasma, number 6, oh, yeah. it just took me forever to find that one, mm-hmm. and... Um, when I finally found it, I was like, "Day is made. This is the greatest <laughs> thing in the world." I was like, "I finally found it." Posted it on Facebook, and I was like, yeah. "This is going to go in this special spot on my shelf," you know, because you had been searching it for so long. Oh yeah, and you finally find it.
0: No, oh, I'm I'm totally with you. I now with that one, and and there's a few others that I, I've I've uh, not been able to swing as well, but I've I've yet to actually see her in, in a store. Uh, fortunately, I'm an Amazon Prime customer, so I pretty much threw that on my list uh, at the top of my Amazon wish list, and then occasionally I would just check it, and I, I happened to one day, the first time I missed it, she was gone, like, she's literally, she she may be on there for like five minutes before she's gone, and uh, yeah. I just happened to check like in that window one time and I was on my phone and I just did that instant checkout on there. I was like, yes. So I got her um, for, you know, just slightly above, I think I paid like $22 for her there. So wasn't too bad. But yeah, I got her actually behind me as well. Cause I'm like, okay, good. I got this one. I don't have to worry yeah. about it. <laughs>
3: you know, another, another one that's been um, a, a kind of a pain for me to deal with is I don't know if you guys are collecting the uh, Disney die-cast figures. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have not been able to get Boba Fett, the yeah. Boba Fett die-cast figure, oh. and I have been looking on eBay, mm-hmm. and there's people are just wanting stupid money for that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so that's still on my wish list, but uh, for the most part, I've got all the other ones. Yes, yeah,
0: I wish I would have known that, because when I, I knew, because I'm, I'm sorry, Boba Fett collectors, but you and Troop Builders... Are the bane of my existence because <laughs> every time there's something, it's like, oh, stormtroopers coming out. I'm like, oh man, I got to get there before the troop builders or Boba Fett. I'm like, man, got to get there before the Boba Fett uh, focus collectors. You know, yeah. Um, so that's what I did that day. I I made sure to get over there and I'm waiting and and because uh, they were they did it as a raffle and there was nobody there. I'm like, oh really? What? I'm like, wow. what parallel universe am I living in right now? <laughs> so. <laughs> I I could if I would have known I could have got the wife to grab you one and uh send it up up to you but I'll uh, I'll know uh, for next the future next time. Yeah. But uh yeah, those unfortunately they you know, I think Disney has been one of the best with their their merchandising and getting stuff out there. Um but that that was one of the things that was kind of a little more frustrating was was getting some of those um uh, their, their figures, they basically released one, it was once a month, I think, uh, they would release one figure from the saga. So it started out Darth Maul, then it moved to Anakin, then General Grievous, then, uh, let's see, was it uh, a Stormtrooper, then Boba Fett, and then Vader. I think that's how that went. No, Vader, then Boba Fett camera but but they had one for for each uh, each of the films and then on the 18th they released the uh, the Ray with a lightsaber a uh, a Poe and then a uh, um oh uh, Kylo. D- Kylo with no mask there we go i don't yeah. know why i couldn't get that out but yeah
3: i had saw somebody had found a kylo variation where uh inside the packaging he's holding his lightsaber a different way Mm -hmm. and i have not found that variation yet either so i'm looking for that one i'll look Uh that yeah
0: yeah so let's that's another thing too Like a little little collecting one-on-one is the uh the running variants Are, are you big on doing that
3: yeah yeah i'm a big uh you know, variant collector. I uh, I have a couple. Uh, there's a droid factory line that came out a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, like build a droid, they had build a droid stuff in it. And uh, I have uh, a tie fighter character on a two-twelfth clone battalion card. Um, so you know, that's a it's a variation, different. That's that's actually that's more of a factory mistake. Right. Um, I have a I have a couple other factory mistake uh, figures as well. Um, but as far as, you know, the variations go, there's a, um, I really started noticing it, um, you know, with episode one, the battle droids were all produced in different colors, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: um, you know, with Clone Wars figures and the the blue sky set with the blue background, Kato Parasiti, uh, her figure, there's one with her visor down, there's one with her visor up, there's a Mm -hmm. Clone Commander jet that has antennas that are, um, attached to the bucket, the helmet and then there's one with the antennas off the helmet. It's just, it's, it's nuts. And sometimes yeah. you don't even know of the variation until you see it in store and it's like, this looks a little different, you Oh, know? yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a, in, in the most recent, actually wave two um, of the most recent three and three quarter inch line, there's an Ezra with his helmet on and then there's one with it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Kylo variation, a First Order Stormtrooper variation. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of variations and I think I'm all caught up on those. Yeah, there's so, there's
0: a phasma as well. Um, it's her pouch on on the left pouch. Uh, some of them are black and some of them are
3: silver. I believe the silver one is the rare one. Okay, I must have missed that one. I need to yeah. go look for that one. See now, look what you did. Now tomorrow I'm going <laughs> to be sorry. going to look all these stores. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I remember you know. Which
0: of course it goes Bruce. It actually goes back to you know being uh, almost as old as you are. Um I remember they had the the Lando Wait, What from <laughs> Right? They oh uh from Empire Strikes Back they had the the Lando and then they had the Smiling Lando. Um but when I remember it being a big thing was back in the uh the ninety five Power of the Force two line, the, the there was lightsaber variation. So there was the long lightsabers which came out first and then they realized they were too long so they shortened them down. Um, so the long lightsabers were the ones that everyone was looking for, but even rarer than that was when they shortened them down, but the packaging, they still had some of the, uh, the little inserts with the long lightsabers. So instead of just throwing them away, they would just pack the short lightsabers in the long lightsaber packaging. So those were the like super rare ones. Yeah. So I, but, I know, you know people who...
3: Back in like the, the 1977 lines, you know, you got the the vinyl cape jawas that's right regular, yeah, I about those. Yeah. you know the cloth cape jawas mm-hmm. and some of the heads are painted a little differently and all that stuff it it really is it's cool when you sit back and you think of it when mm-hmm. you're trying to collect it all it just makes you sad
0: <laughs> <laughs> right so. right yeah yeah sorry about that and and, and for a lot of uh people I'm, I'm sure that uh, they're not as big into the collecting. They're like, I don't care if Boba Fett has a, has the full moon or the half moon painted on his hand. Just give me Boba <laughs> yeah. Fett. Um, yeah. But a, a lot of those nuances are really cool. And, and like you said, yeah, I guess I guess thinking about it, I, I had totally forgotten about the vinyl cape Jawa. That is one of the uh, the holy grails. I know.
3: Yeah, and I know. Um you know, sansweet has one of those, so I've been able to to hold one in my hand and be like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing, you know, but uh, it'll it'll be a very long time before I get one of those, if ever,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. it's you know, it's something to aspire to. but that I mean, that's the thing with collecting is uh, just kind of getting to the point of realizing that, okay, you're never really going to finish it. So you just always have that next step to move to and And uh, keep going, so. Um, But there's so much cool stuff. I I mean, things that I really like are are some of the overseas things. Um, I can't -hmm. think of what they're called. I know Bandai makes them, but they're these uh, really strange, like, they'll have big heads. And they're they're only maybe like an inch and a half tall. Um, Are you familiar with those?
3: I... I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm sure I've seen them. I'm just. Which characters have they made oh. of those?
1: Don't they do? I think I actually might know what you're talking about. They do mm-hmm. more than Star Wars. They do all kinds of different yeah. characters, right? So
0: there is, uh, there's my jenga. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I love those little things. I think they're so cool. You know, they're they'll have like their weapons are gigantic, and then their heads are big, and then the rest of the bodies are tiny. In uh, my sounds like
1: Michael yourself, you know, big head, you know. <laughs>
0: Only when I'm talking about my editing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, my wife, a friend of hers actually lives in Japan. And so when she came over, she brought her, brought her one of those and it, and it had Darth Vader. I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's kind of cool. And it didn't say on the outside, or well, I guess it probably did, but it was in Japanese. And we open it up and it's actually uh, a hologram version. And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. So it's actually sitting on our fireplace mantle at the moment. <laughs>
3: The, the international stuff is, is really great, uh, especially, you know, I know a lot of collectors have, uh, I know a collector, I don't know if you guys know him, his name is Gus Lopez, and um, he lives out in the Seattle area, and he's, he's one of the big super collectors as well. He, he, I saw him at the uh, Star Wars Half Marathon races just a few weeks back, and he said that he's got 300 people worldwide that are searching for stuff for him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Like, I, I mean, I have a couple people that are in the UK and in places like that, but it's oh, like yeah. 300 people. No,
1: no. that is a lot. No, you know no, I mean. he's exaggerating. This is how it works. He's got 300 Twitter followers, and he tweets out, "Hey, anybody find this? Let me know." He's like, oh, I got 300 people looking for
0: this. <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, I don't know. It's I, I love the the foreign. Were you making fun of me now?
1: I'm just having fun.
0: I, I hear that. <laughs> You're also too quiet. You want to talk into the mic? Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, a lot of the international uh, Bandai, specifically, they have the uh, SH Figure Arts. Now they're a little more expensive. They're, I think, they cost you about sixty bucks to get them here, but um, they're like the the Black Series on steroids.
3: Yeah, you know. Uh, you said, we were talking about uh, Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite, uh, he's such a nice guy, too. I don't know if you guys, his name is uh, um, Tsuneo Sanda. He is a very well-known um, Japanese artist that does all sorts of Star Wars art. I've got a piece, um, it's called The Lovely Leia. And the way that he just uses light and he can capture the faces of Leia and all these other characters... Absolutely amazing! Um, He does a piece for Steve Sansweet every year. Um, So you guys maybe have seen Steve Sansweet. uh, Like, there's a there's a painting of him, his head popping up out of BB-8. It's kind of cool. There's another one of him, like with a a, an Ewok head. It's just it's just really cool. And he's he lives in Japan. I'm pretty sure. I think he I think he still lives there. And um, he's a very very nice guy. Uh, he kind of adds the Japanese flair to his Star Wars stuff. Um I've got a Japanese postcard um with some of his artwork on it with of Yoda in these it's like a uh, pink flowers and stuff are on it too. It's really, really beautiful. So I love all the the Japanese stuff. they make some they make some great Star Wars stuff. okay. Yeah.
1: well, this is a coincidence. So speaking of uh, J- Japan, uh, I have a friend. That actually have been uh, messaging as we we're talking. He lives in Japan, and he wants to know if you want his Darth Vader clock and watch. And I just sent you a picture of it.
3: Me? I would love it.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay, I'll let him know.
0: There you go. That's <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> See, it's that easy. I'm part of wow. your 300. That's looking out. That's here.
0: right. <laughs> Add Bruce to your list. That's all right. We're going We're taking you down, Gus Lopez.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well thank you. Tell them thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Oh uh, but now um besides FiferCon, now you also do the uh, Twin Sons Outpost. Yeah, you, you were talking about some of the the artwork. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
3: Yeah, so um you know I Twin Sons uh kind of evolved over time. Uh I am still a personal trainer. Um and I had been working with a company which I'm no longer working with. I just do in-home trainings now, but the reason why I got out of that is because I was like, "You know what? I know that there's something bigger. I felt my destiny calling, you know. And so I was like, I got to I got to do something about this." And so I was thinking I've got to make Star Wars somehow involved in the way that I can make my living. And I was like, "I, you know, getting into Lucasfilm would be super super challenging. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to do." So I was like, well, maybe I can start up a comic book shop, and I can sell Star Wars stuff, and I can sell all sorts of Star Wars toys and whatnot. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I was like, artwork. I love artwork. I was just getting into artwork, trying to build up my art collection, my personal art collection a little bit more. Um, and this is this is um, really cool because it gets me excited. I'm always trying to figure out, like, okay, well, this person, I like their style. Um, they can do this this type of character, this piece, this type of work, you know? Um, so basically I started up Twin Suns Outpost and I commissioned artists from all over the place. I've got uh, someone in Germany that does all sorts of um, acrylic and oil paintings on canvas that are really, really nice. Um, I've got... Uh, Everybody, you know, I've got, I've got like 16-year-old girls who are doing really, really nice art for me. Um, digital artwork, there's a Boba piece that uh, one of my artists, her name's Ashley, she did, and it's, it's one of our top sellers. She's a good, good uh, artist. Um, I've got people from California. I've got people from Illinois. I've got people from Texas. I've got uh, artists from all over the place that produce original, one-of-a-kind artwork. Um, We do everything from paintings to pencil sketches to um, charcoal work, um, you know, digital artwork. We've got prints. Um, All of our prints are very limited. Um, We do like 25 prints at the most. So when they're gone, they're gone. We don't do any more. We print our prints with, uh, it's like a metallic finish uh, and a lustry coating. So the pieces shine real nice in the light. Um, we've got all sorts of Rebels work, we've got the Force Awakens stuff, we've got original trilogy, we've got a little bit of prequels, we got a little bit of everything. Um, so that's kind of how Twin Suns Outpost started, and, uh, we've got a podcast on there, Twin Suns Transmission, mm-hmm. uh, we do blogs, um, we've got, uh, we've got a YouTube channel, um, so it's, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, FiferCon is actually going to be undergoing some changes. Uh, We are um, working on making it um, a little bit more convention-like, like like actual Um, convention-like. So I don't want to say anything, but it's going to be a little bit bigger this year than it has been in the past. And we're going to be having a lot more merchandise. So, if you guys are interested in t-shirts or hats or coffee mugs, or you know, I know we have a lot of um people who come out that are 501st members. so we do patches and coins. Uh, 501st members love that stuff. so uh, we have all that type of stuff coming,
0: okay, yeah, definitely i'll i'll uh, I'll keep an eye out on that because that that sounds like a lot of fun. I know you you know you've working on it for years and and getting bigger and bigger every time.
3: Yeah, and, you know, like you were saying, it's just not going to ever end. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one of those things that it's engraved in my bones that I <laughs> want to collect Star Wars stuff. And um, I don't think I'll ever get to the point where it's like, eh, I don't want that. You know, right. I mean, it's just, if it's Star Wars, I want it. And one time I was telling my cousin, I was like, you could write Star Wars on this napkin, and I would take it home and put it in my collection. <laughs> that was an exaggeration. Right, right. <laughs> You know, it's essentially the way that I collect.
1: Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. So uh, obviously we know you're a huge Star Wars collector, but what does Star Wait, Wars... is he? Yes, Oh, I, I didn't pick that up. He is. No, I just started listening and I picked <laughs> up on it. So, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. So <laughs> my question Sarcasm. is, what does... Yeah, I know. What, do... <laughs> what does Star Wars mean to you?
3: Well, it means a lot, and I'll tell you why. I was a kid that when I was younger, it's all I had. I didn't really have a lot of friends. And um, I'm the type of person, and I'm not even kidding you, I had glasses when I was two years old that the the back of my glasses wrapped around my ears so that as a little kid I wouldn't be able to knock them off my head. They were like attached to my head because I was so young. Um, kind of
1: like Maz Kanata.
3: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that was about her size too when I had it. <laughs> All um, the other kids
0: wondered why you were like adjusting them and looking at them and falling yeah. on the table. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, I on just want to play with team. Legos.
3: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go, but, go ahead. Uh, as I grew up, I I still had glasses. I didn't get contacts until I got to like high school. Um, I had the mushroom bowl haircut, you know, and people were like, what the heck's wrong with him? And then I had um, braces, and when I was nine years old, I had a Jar Jar lunchbox that I brought to school, and people still viewed Star Wars as being a nerdy thing, and I'm like, geez. So mm-hmm. I didn't have any friends, you know? I, my cousin was a big Star Wars fan, and so I – and him and I are 13 days apart So we're about the same age, and we love Star Wars. And uh, so he was, like, really the only person that I really ever connected with. Um, And when I was, I think, what was I, 13, my parents took me to Walt Disney World for Star Wars Weekends. And, um, you know, I, I met One of my good friends named Jesse out there. He uh, he lives in Florida. Uh, He's currently in the Marines now, but he uh, he grew up in Florida. And I had him out to my house for PfeifferCon two. He was at the second one, Um, and so we kind of just grew up. And he was a good friend. And my parents kept uh, you know taking me as a kid and through high school, and and uh, you know still going to a bunch of these conventions all over the place. So. I, you know, I can't I can't even thank my parents enough for bringing me to the to the conventions when I was a kid. Um, but you know, as far as like actual Star Wars, I think I connect a lot with um, you know. There's something greater out there. There's you know, I I, I like the the um, scene in A New Hope where Luke is just looking out into the sunset. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's destiny's calling. You yeah. know, and I think that's why I like Ray a lot too, because there's something greater for Ray. She's mm-hmm. not meant to be a scavenger. She's being called to do something else. And it's the same thing with Anakin. And Anakin's probably my first or second favorite character because he was not meant to be a slave. He he had a greater calling out there for him. And I kind of feel like that for me too. You know, I felt as a kid growing up I was like there's something more than my glasses and my braces. Like there's something calling to me. You know, and that's why I connected with Anakin quite a bit as a young kid. So, um, you know, just growing up with that type of hope, um, you know, Anakin became the Chosen One, and that's something that I was like, I don't need friends. You know, I can I connect with Anakin, and, and uh, obviously, you you meet more Star Wars fans and people who have similar interests and the same passion as you throughout life, and I couldn't be happier now.
0: Yeah, and I mean, plus, let's be honest. Sand kind of sucks. It does suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sucks a lot. <laughs> I don't know why everyone gives him so much grief.
3: Sand is. It's, I'm like, it's no one likes sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it just it gets everywhere. It does. Oh. Have you? I I have. There's My been very. Line.
0: There's been very few times. That I've actually went to e- even some of the nicer hotels I've stayed to, stayed in at the beach. You're like ah, oh, such a great day at the beach, and you're like ah, oh, you know I'm tired. Let's go get in the bed and and lay down. There's always sand in that bed. It may not be a lot of sand, but it seems like there's always sand in the bed. And you're like, what the like?
3: <laughs> now you know how Anakin feels. Yeah. Yes. Luke and Ray.
0: <laughs> so, to- I totally yes. I totally like, relate with them. on that. I don't like all the sand that. either, honestly. But I don't want to get into all of that. <laughs> That that's what we need to do and then uh we need to because that that's I, i've said several times that's my favorite line from any star wars movie same here same uh, here and, you know uh,
1: we'll dedicate a whole show just talking about sand
0: well i was gonna, gonna say or what we can do is some some cloud city casino like maybe uh like a cloud city casino hourglass and say i hate sand or something on it
1: oh there you go i like yeah. that yeah we'll, we'll have to so, do something like that so <laughs> we'll eric, send you, you one know, eric I, I find it interesting, your your story, because you, you kept saying how you didn't have friends, you didn't have friends. And so this was the thing that you connected to. Bruce still to.
0: doesn't have friends. So and I realized. still don't have friends. I'm just kidding. So I, I'm learning a lot from this. So <laughs> so how do which, I use Star Wars and make friends? No, I'm just kidding. Go I have ahead.
1: one friend, but he's kind of a jerk, and he's talking right now. But anyway, <laughs> oh, no. So... <laughs> nice. But here's the thing. This turned out to... uh elevate you to a point where you've gained a lot of friends from the thing that you went to because you didn't have friends. Yeah. So you've made a lot of connections with a lot of people through star Wars is my point. And I mean, and there, and star Wars fans are really the best.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And, and to build off that, um, I am going to be married to, uh, my future wife through star wars if it wasn't for star wars i would not be engaged right now so how did you meet well she lives in florida the first time i ever saw her was at star wars weekends um and so i was like oh she's she's cute you know i like her and then i was like i don't know if i want to talk to her though because she's around this other guy and it was her brother. She's real close to her brother. And so I, but I didn't know that. I was like, I don't know. I don't know who that is. And so then I, um, I added her on Facebook kind of like a creep. And I was like, she's, she's cool. And I'm sure she saw me because we were like in the same area. Um, and it turns out she knew exactly who I was. And she, you know, she referred to me as quote unquote hot guy to her friends. And I was like, oh, and I, I had no idea what it, this was even going on. Um, And then I ended up uh, volunteering with Rancho Obi-Wan at Celebration 6 as somebody who was like line control. I was like clicking the people that walked in there to, you know, see how many people were coming in and out of the exhibit. And she came by with her brother. And uh, so we were talking a little bit, and we talked a lot on Facebook and stuff. And uh, um, back in 2014, I went out to uh, weekends again. and. And I was like, you know what? Let's just hang out. And so we hung out, and we really hit it off. And so um, now we're we're engaged. And I proposed to her at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim at the uh, Cantina on the live stream on uh, Friday.
0: Yeah, I think I think I've seen pictures of that. Oh yeah, I did mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, was that was that up on the um, the Star Wars page? Yes. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. I'm like I'm like I think I've seen pictures of that. Yeah, that, that's awesome, man. Now, what's her brother's name? Chase. Chase. So, now, because you said to start with, you thought maybe that was like her boyfriend or something. Is that, now, how did you find out? Were you just like, oh, can you tell Chase? Is that who you can tell? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what I said. Excellent. <laughs> um, Best love you know, story I ever. <laughs> I don't
3: remember if I, how I found that out. Probably mm-hmm. through Facebook, you know, okay. just looking through pictures or something. I don't remember. But Chase is one of my artists. He's uh, he's in Germany right now. He's in the Air Force. Okay. And so cool. he's done a fantastic piece of uh, Han and Carbonite. And I know he's got a new one coming of a First Order Stormtrooper. So um, we've got some great art of his. Very sweet. And I guess that runs
0: in the family because Savannah is uh, a bit of an artist too.
3: She's very creative. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how she does it, but she can do anything. Um, she, for a Christmas gift... Uh, because it didn't exist, she decided she was going to make it. <laughs> mm-hmm. She bought a um, TIE Fighter toy and repainted it to be like the TIE Fighter that Sabine painted in Star Wars Rebels. And she did all this by hand. She taped everything off and she did the checkered wings and all that stuff. And I'm like, how do you do this? You know, if <laughs> I tried to do that, it would look like. One of those things where people put balloons up and throw darts at them filled with paint. You know, I mean, it just doesn't look anything like anything that resembles something from Star Wars. But she did that. Um, you know, she can do she can do anything. So she's yep. real good at painting.
0: Yeah. And that's yeah, because you have that up on your Facebook page, right? Yeah. That, that. Yeah. I, I remember seeing that and being like, that is awesome. Hasbro. What's your deal? I want this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool.
3: Um she did she provides a lot of one of a kind items to my collection. Oh yeah. Um and I'm looking at right now I have a um a stormtrooper helmet
2: mm-hmm. that
3: I'm a big I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I love me some Steelers. Yes. And uh she's got a storm <laughs> she made me a stormtrooper helmet. She put it together and um she sent this out to Lucasfilm. She's pretty close with Joel Aaron, who works on Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars The Clone Wars. And uh, he's the CG supervisor. Um, so, she, you know, she's really into photography, so she got to know him pretty well. So she sent it out to him. And he's like Dave Filoni's right-hand man. And Dave Filoni's a huge Pittsburgh sports fan. Oh Yeah, um, yeah no, he so, loves his penguins. Oh, yeah, penguins, Steelers, Pirates. Um, but she got him to sign it. Um, so I have a Steelers, it's basically a Stormtrooper helmet that's black. It's got the Steelers decals on it, signed by Dave Filoni, and he drew a big Wolfpack sign on it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's one of my favorite pieces. I've got pictures of him signing it. Um, and, uh, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite pieces in my collection. Awesome.
0: Yeah, that, that was the other mm-hmm. thing. I was, I was wondering what, uh. You know what? What maybe uh, some of your favorite pieces, if or if you even had like a specific favorite piece in your collection, and then also what's uh, what's what's your white whale at the moment?
3: You know, people people are are always like, uh, if there was a fire, what would you grab? Mm -hmm. I'm like probably my dogs.
0: Right. Like, but, no, but
3: what what piece of your collection? I'm like, oh my gosh! Do not give me that problem. <laughs> right. Like, do not even put that into my into my head. Like I just mm-hmm. I don't want to think about that. But oh, man, it's so hard. I think I have a, a George Lucas autograph, which is special to me. Um, I have um, autographs from people like Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. You know, the autographs are are pretty special. Uh, Man, it's so it's so hard. The screen used items, you know, those are always pretty special. You know, the billboard is is something that very few people I'm sure have.
2: Oh yeah. Some it, of anyone. these items
3: like Savannah <laughs> that Savannah made for me, you know, mm-hmm. those are those are just ones that I, I would not want to part with. Um, but you know, it's it's almost like picking a favorite kid. Like you oh, just yeah. can't do it, you know? It's yeah. like there's there's so much stuff. You know, I, I could part with my Happy Meal toys if a fire came. Landed, but, <laughs> well, my you know, George R. R.
0: Squirter, I, I, guess, I guess that's going to have to go. <laughs> yeah.
3: But, um, you know, it's funny because you kind of develop a reputation for being a collector. When I was a personal trainer at my old company, some of my clients, they'd bring me, oh, hey, I know you're you know, a big Star Wars fan, and so we got you this. And, and you know, it's like handmade blankets from some craft store that was local Mm -hmm. or something like it's amazing what people can find and things that i didn't even know existed are showing up at my doorstep so um you know like i said star wars fans are the greatest especially Mm -hmm. star wars collectors because like i said we just help each other out and you know there's nothing like there's nothing like helping out another collector so if either of you two guys are looking for anything let me know i check stores pretty frequently okay
0: yeah yeah for sure and uh like i said the the same for you man because i it, it seems so weird with the way distribution is you know it's like oh my gosh i got this and i'm like that's out <laughs> it's like all i've seen is this and then other people are like wait you're getting that and I'm like yeah like i know some people are looking for the uh the black series tie fighter pilots and i'm like that's the only thing warming the pegs around me you know so it's just yeah. so funny
1: I'm looking for a Steelers Darth Vader helmet signed by Dave Filoni.
3: <laughs> Good luck, uh, Bruce. That's <laughs> uh, pretty specific. Is there like one of those in the world or something?
1: I don't know. But if there is, I've got 300 people looking for it right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's great. But, yeah, it's especially, you know, that that's cool to, um, you know, you're talking about you've got a lot of those. Uh, more fan-made stuff and everything that was—I know that was uh, the theme for the the Rancho Obi Wan exhibit at uh, Celebration Anaheim this year—and I, I had to get that book because, um, mm-hmm. which I love coffee table books, but I was like, "Oh, it's so great!" You know, and looking through and him talking about that at this point, you can you can get any of that stuff it's not hard to get things that anyone could get in the store but some of these one-of-a-kind items that people have made you know really have a lot more you know he has more of a connection with them and uh that's just that's so cool
3: yeah because people put their heart and soul in making things and Mm -hmm. you know especially for steve sansweet people know that steve sansweet has the largest collection in the world And um, if you go out to see Steve or if if Steve's a good friend of yours and you want to get him a little thank you for giving you a tour or whatever, um, it's like, well, what do you get somebody who has all the action figures Mm -hmm. or who has this? You have to make him something. Right. And, you know, he appreciates that stuff. And I've been there when people have given him you know, one of a kind of items, handmade items. And he loves that stuff. He mm-hmm. loves that stuff. And he, he keeps a lot of it up year round. And sometimes, you know, because he's got a lot, he'll rotate things. I know he's got a handmade Bantha pinata that he keeps up there all the time, which yeah. I've seen. You know, he's got he's got all sorts of handmade stuff. And I know he loves talking about that stuff on his tours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And that's that's the one thing is I, I do want to actually make it over there. It's a little it's a little bit of a haul from uh from Atlanta, Georgia, but I, I gotta, I gotta make it over to Rancho Obi-Wan and actually get through there. Cause everything I hear, you know, it's, it's just such an experience.
3: You know, the pictures just don't do it justice. The moment you walk through the first door and you're on a tour with Steve, it's like, it's like you, you, you know, you're a little kid again. It's like, Oh my gosh, it's
2: awesome. You know, you can't,
3: <laughs> you can't even control yourself. And mm-hmm. that's what I've been trying to do with my collection. Yeah. You know, we have kids that come to PfeifferCon, and I try to keep things that I can give kids when they come. And mm-hmm. just a little thank you for enjoying uh, the collection and making it out, you know. Yeah. Um, and I try to give everybody who shows up to PfeifferCon a patch. Uh, I try to give, you know, we do raffles. Um, we do giveaways. We do things like that. We, do, we used to do um, like a scavenger hunt, and if you won the scavenger hunt, you got prizes, um, you know, so we try to we try to accommodate everybody, and we try to make everybody have a good time and make sure the kids leave with stuff. And uh, you know, a lot of lessons have been taken from Steve Sansweet with the way that he manages, operates, and and displays his collection. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. and and you'll get there, man. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. You know, i I'd like to say that my goal is to is to have more items than Steve does. But I don't think that that's ever going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Steve. Steve used to work for Lucasfilm, and he still does some some work for them. And uh, you know, he's he's at that point now where he's known for having you know the world's largest collection. I I don't have the space right now to. If, mm-hmm. if Steve said, "Hey, you can have all my stuff," I'd be like, uh, "Uh, like I don't know where to put all this." You know, I wouldn't know what to do with it. So. <laughs> There's just no way that's going to happen, but um, you know, I don't have the space. And uh, You'd figure it out, though. You'd, you'd be like I, quoting I'd Jurassic Park. It. You'd be like, life finds a way. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: we <laughs> should get st- you a job at Lucasfilms to, to help you out. Uh, hey, if you
3: guys have some strings you can pull, I'm all for that. <laughs> Bruce, is this something me? you
0: haven't been telling me?
1: <laughs> hey, if I had strings to pull, I'd be there right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's right. I did lie last week and say Kathleen Kennedy sent us an email.
1: Did she? No, it was a lie. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, this is like totally amazing, Eric. I'm just like so impressed that you've been able to acquire so much stuff, put it in your house. And I mean, you just have such a positive outlook on everything. And I, I just, you were definitely a super fan of Star Wars, obviously.
3: You know, there are so many things in this world that um, are. are Worthy of our negativity, but when you have something that is makes you happy, why do you look for flaws in it? You know, I mean, just be happy. It's Star Wars stuff, so um, you just have to kind of always have that positive outlook. And I know it's hard, and, and even with everything else um, in everyday life, like I, you know, I just said that things are worthy of our negativity. But if you can try to have a positive outlook on things, it makes life so much better.
1: I like what you said about if you know, if you really like it if it makes you happy, why do you look for flaws in it? And and that's that's my attitude too. I never understand. I love this stuff and I mean there's some some movies, some episodes, some books, some merchandise, whatever that's better than others, but I don't look at mm-hmm. anything as being bad. You know, I love it all. <laughs> it's Star Wars, you know?
0: It's like exactly. how do you not like it? Even the holiday special?
1: Uh you know what? I the holiday <laughs> special right now is up on my list right now because my daughters do the greatest commentary. Oh yeah, yeah. to that it's so funny.
3: <laughs> it's it's better than Riff tracks.
1: I assume uh, Eric that you have a copy of
3: the holiday special. I do have a copy, and <laughs> it was funny because uh, my fiance had never seen it, and so she was out for uh, Christmas, and. Uh, She's like, let's watch the holiday special. Let's watch the holiday special. I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure you <laughs> want to watch this? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right. So I popped it in and, you know, there's minutes of no dialogue, just Wookiees oh, yeah. screaming and stuff. And he's like, okay, where's where's, uh, where's Leia? Where's Luke? I'm like, just wait. Just wait. <laughs> I, I, I and heard so, there was a Boba know, Fett. She's pardon. like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Like Ten minutes into it. And I'm like, all right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and those t- those 10 minutes probably felt like an hour to her as well.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's like, is it over yet? I'm like, no, no, we still got another 45 minutes. <laughs> but, yeah,
1: You know, I never mentioned this, but I actually saw the holiday special when it premiered back in 78 on TV, and I don't remember a lot about it. I just remember thinking afterwards, well, that wasn't Star Wars, really. And, I mean, I don't remember thinking it being cheesy, just as like that – really wasn't Star Wars. That's not what Star Wars is about. And the only thing I really remembered for all the years afterwards was the cartoon with Boba Fett. That's the only thing that stood out to me. And I think it's still the best part.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, and and Boba Fett hasn't disappointed since. I mean, Boba Fett is an awesome character. I know a lot of people said he kind of, you know, went out like a punk and and stuff. But um, I have a feeling, and this is just my own personal thoughts, that uh we haven't seen the end of him yet.
1: Uh oh. Michael, you know what that means.
0: That I need to send him my article. Yeah. <laughs> that it just got uh plagiarized by movie pilot. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wrote an article a few months ago about how um the guy who falls into this Arlac pit was actually a doppelganger hired by um by Jabba because you know like his uh Mm. Mm-hmm. His attire is not even the same as the, the Empire Strikes Back one. He never talks. And I'm like, he's a doppelganger. And I go through the whole thing. And then movie uh-huh. pilot's like, hey, I just thought of something. Uh, This Bo- this isn't actually Boba Fett. He's a, a doppelganger. And I'm just like, hmm, plagiarized oh, much? <laughs> yeah.
2: jeez.
1: So. Oh, well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a form of flattery that someone copies you, Michael. So just take it that way.
0: Not, not when they're making money off of it. <laughs> with, with their all their ads that pop up every Clicks. time you try to click on it yeah yeah you yeah. so they're they because uh, they, i mean they've been known for their clickbait stuff but then they also plagiarize, so that was frustrating but but anyhow on to happier things i'm sorry
1: yes on to happier things We'll just <laughs> it, it's time to to move on so you know eric tell us uh now what are the
3: dates for FiferCon? when's the next one so, PfeifferCon happens yearly, um, and this year it's in June. Uh, June 25th is the day of PfeifferCon. We generally start out um, in the evening. Things are going to be changing a little bit this year. There is a PfeifferCon Facebook page, so if you're interested in finding out more about PfeifferCon and keeping up with uh, what's going to be happening, you can go on to Facebook.com slash and uh, check us out there. But um, Generally, what happens is we start off in in the early evening and uh, have snacks. We always have food for people, um, and uh, we usually have an after party. Um, Like I mentioned earlier in the show, the the structure is going to be somewhat different. um, But uh, if you keep up with us on our Facebook page, you'll find out more information on that. But it's June 25th.
1: Okay, and how can people follow you or, or find you online?
3: Um, you can find me on Facebook. That would be the easiest place. Um, like I said, Facebook.com slash PfeifferCon would be a good place to keep up with uh, some of the collecting. Um, I'm also – you can just add me as a as a friend on Facebook, Eric Pfeiffer. Um, and uh, we also have a Twin Sons Outpost page uh, for my uh, my website, Twin Sons Outpost. So you can go on to Facebook.com slash Twin Outpost and then we have a uh, podcast, uh, as we mentioned, Twin Suns Transmission, and we have a Facebook page for that as well.
1: All right. Well, thank you for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. I've been uh, really impressed with your story and, and uh, this whole collection that you're doing. It's, it's incredible. And I can't wait to talk to you 10 years from now and, and see where you are.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I
1: appreciate it.
3: And thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on the show.
1: So, uh, and just to let you know that uh, we've been getting some uh, reviews on iTunes. And so, you know, people are liking the show. So people are actually listening. They're going to hear this interview
0: that we've had with you. Well, that's good. <laughs> also, we're, we're, we're bribing them with action figures.
1: Yes. And we can <laughs> bribe you? you with it, too. So uh, we, we actually got two five-star written reviews, one from neomorph Eight. And uh, Cloud City Chemistry is the title of that review. And then also from BH1138 saying, always a fun listen. So as we're continuing to get more iTunes reviews, these people have a chance to win something. So Michael, can you tell us what that is?
0: Yes. So um, we're just about out of time. We're the last day to enter in our contest is going to be February 5th. But we are giving away a three and three quarters Black Series ray action figure and all you have to do is just go on itunes leave a written review and that will enter you in uh, to to win the ray action figure if you are actually in a, another country let us know because itunes is for whatever reason decides to break them all up by country and so we can only see the the u.s one so if you're in an, another country just make sure and let us know um that way we don't overlook it
1: yeah, just let us know you can email us at cloudcitycasino at gmail.com or you can uh, message us through uh, Twitter or Facebook and we're Cloud City C- at Cl- I'm sorry, we're on Twitter at Cloud City Casino and also on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Casino. So Eric, do you have this figure? I do. Oh, of course you do. You collect all <laughs> the Ray stuff. <laughs> That's why no one can find them. You got them all.
3: <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know how what your guys standpoint on this and Ray stuff has been out since Force Friday, September 4th, which was months before the movie. And after the movie people decided that, oh my gosh, Ray's an amazing character, we should go look for it. But the action figures were on to wave 2 and now they're coming out to wave 3. So, you know, may, while while some of them might be a little bit easier to find, everybody wants Ray. Um, you know, and 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 I've been able, I've been lucky, and I've been able to find them. Um, but I honestly do not believe that there's a, a Ray problem out there. And I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with what I've been posting on Facebook or whatever. But I, I am, I'm a big Here's Ray supporter because mm-hmm. being a Ray collector, I know what's out there, and I know you know what there is to get. And I have no problem finding Ray stuff at the stores. I just don't. But um, yeah, I know some people haven't been as fortunate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's um, a lot of that can depend on where you are. Um, the the biggest yeah. problem, which, you know, I, I've been very much making clear saying that, hey, this is not Disney. You know, Kathleen Kennedy's not going <laughs> girls are stupid. And, you know, JJ's not no, doing yeah, the same thing. Exactly. Either. Unfortunately, the, the, the people whose who's fault it actually is, is your, your big box stores, because they have far more say than Kathleen Kennedy on, on how it works from that side um, and, and how things work are, you know, cause like, um, Teresa, we had her on a show and she's like, well, you know, just make sure you're buying the Ray stuff to kind of show them. And I'm like, well, you know, unfortunately, or, or she was saying, you know, talking about the, the peg warmers and stuff like that. And I said, unfortunately, how it works is these stores say, um, if, if you don't buy the like, say for instance, the constable Zuvio's and they start stacking up on constable Zuvio's, then they have what they see in their mind is they go oh we've got thirty black series figures therefore black series figures don't sell right you know they have they have right. very strange you know they they kind of halfway look at their their marketing and stuff and and unfortunately they're the ones who get to make decisions um, as far as I think Lego's been great with Ray you know she up until just recently she her little Lego minifigure you know uh, there were two of her. And there were only one of the others, and uh, now you can actually get a second Finn and second Kylo with the the Maz Kanata set. Um, Disney Store, I think, has been fantastic. uh, But unfortunately, Hasbro, looking specifically at how they're doing the packaging and stuff like that, they have been sort of shorting her um, because they they do waves uh, constantly. So, for instance, when they did Wave 2, they repacked Finn again. You know, Finn was already a peg warmer. But then he turned around and come out again in the second one. So um, I do know, like for instance, with the uh, three and three quarters figures, um, there was only one of her and two of, of all the other figures in their, uh, their case assortments. But like I said, that's not Disney's fault. That's, it's kind of Hasbro's fault, but it's especially uh, you know, your big box stores' fault because they're the ones who... Tell them, oh well this is what sells and that's what sells. But with
3: Ray too, I mean there's there's Mm. all sorts of variations with with Ray and different figures. I mean, there's a Mm. you know, what you guys are giving away, the Black Series three and three quarter. There's the new resistance outfit that's coming out. I haven't been able to find it yet. I don't know if you guys have, but I think that's coming out. I think that one's just now hitting. Yeah yeah the star killer base ray, which is the one from wave one there's mm-hmm. the the ray that comes in with her speeder so I think there you know there's at, at this point there are four different ways to get a three and three quarter inch mm-hmm. ray and I think other than maybe Poe or something or somebody like that, I think it's you know just about the most out of any figure. And One
1: way you can get one is by giving us a five-star written review on iTunes, and you could possibly (laughs) win one. That's right. That's that's probably
0: the cheapest way at the moment that I know of.
1: It is. And And legal.
0: Cheapest and legal. I have to leave that in there, too.
1: (laughs) And I like instead of where's Ray, I like your idea of the hashtag here's Ray. That's
3: pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, I've been using that pretty frequently, so, you know, mm -hmm. I... I just you know I'm trying to be more positive and I know I know a lot of people are having the issues with it but like I said in northern Illinois and I don't think I don't think of my location as the Holy Grail for searching for action figures hmm. I, I don't I'm the type of person where I will drive to different towns to look at different stores to find the figures it's just you know the collecting th- gene in me that you know <laughs> I, that's just what I do but um you know, you just got to work hard at finding this stuff oh, yeah. no matter what it is.
0: Yeah. That, that's one thing for sure. Just as a whole, a lot of this stuff is hard to find right now. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that was good. I'm glad we uh, covered that because uh, we did talk about that a couple episodes ago with Teresa Delgado and now we hit it again. So it was interesting to hear your perspective on that. So, um, but if anybody wants to even go back to listen to that episode, we're on iTunes, Stitcher and tune in and on also on star And if anyone wants to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Admiral underscore Rex. And Michael? I am at Morris Isley. And thanks everyone for listening. And never forget... Let the Wookiee
3: win.